through all that just to be shot in the living room by Virgo. It sounded like she knew him. It sounded personal. Yeah. I suppose every murder is personal. You know what the best revenge is? Revenge. Your grandmother wished to protect you. From what? Nazis, Jonas. Welcome to the Who What Watch podcast. If you've never joined us before, we're a podcast dedicated to all streaming content. That means we review and recommend all the content, movies, series you can find on Netflix, Hulu, Apple TV Plus, HBO, Amazon, Stars, etc. You get my point. All those services that you all pay for, just like we do, and there's so much out there. We dive into it and let you know on our podcast if it's worth your time to watch it, binge it, or totally chunk it from your list. So today we're doing a very unique podcast. We're doing one on a series from Amazon Prime called Hunters. It is a 10 episode series. Each episode ranges about 60 minutes. However, the first episode is 90 minutes. So, here with my co-host, Jacob and I, we were watching this first episode, and we were like, man, this episode is really long. That's because it was. It was a literal movie. They should put that in big, bold print somewhere that you're watching a movie first, and then you're into a series. So, just keep that in mind. Jacob, say hey. Hey, everybody. I am uh, ready to discuss killing some Nazis today. Killing Nazis. And we want our scalps, baby. Yes. So, I don't know that there is an actual rating for this series available on Amazon Prime, because I don't think Prime actually does that for their original content. But if there was a rating, it would definitely be mature. Definitely a hard R, if you will. Hard R (laughs) or mature is what the actual rating would definitely be. There's language, hardcore sex, nudity, murder, torture. You get my point. Don't watch it with kids. It's not family friendly. Um, The synopsis is hunters, which is our group of Nazi hunters living in New York in 1977, discover that Nazi war criminals are conspiring to create a Fourth Reich in the U.S. A parallel plot element is the discovery of the Operation Paperclip, U.S. government operation relocating many German scientists, many of them were Nazis, to the United States. Which you do find out that later in the series, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is definitely something that's not known and America should not be proud of, yet here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Um, The cast is kind of stacked very uh, not linear, if you will. You've kind of got this heater with Al Al Pacino, and then you kind of have a bunch of other people that are like your mid-level people people that you've probably like maybe seen them in another movie but they're not like a-list people like outside of al pacino the only other person i recognized was josh radner from how i met your mother he plays ted on how i met your mother outside of that i didn't really like i recognized faces but i definitely didn't recognize names yeah the other face i do want to bring up is tiffany boone she plays roxy jones and yes what a gorgeous girl first of all and I loved her character. And I was sitting there thinking about, yes, I want to talk about her because this is kind of like the first thing I've really watched with her. Mm-hmm. And 
I was sitting there thinking, how, what am I thinking of when I watch her in this series? I'm like, oh, look, we just found Viola Davis when she was in her 30s. Maybe. Where she is now. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, we found a young Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. It's literally what I think of when I watch her. She has this great attitude. She's totally captivating. She's super fun. And her the style of this is obviously 70s, which everybody is totally into right now. We're bringing all of those fashion accords back. And for her, it's like this iconic African-American 70s style that just... Oh my gosh, I love it. The natural hair and her, her accessories. Fits. Yeah, her her outfits are just outstanding. But I mean, exactly like how you pictured people in the 70s dress. And it, mm-hmm. I love it. She looks great. And and going back to what you said of, of her character, you know, she's a really great actress in, in this series. And the way they wrote her character, she got to display a lot of range in that she played like, a badass in some scenes, a really caring mother in some scenes, and like concerned, almost motherly figure to other people. And I just thought it was it was a really great performance by her throughout the series. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's a great character. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as all the other characters go, I would just like to bring out one other person, and that I hope I don't ever see this person again because of the character he played is Greg Austin. No disrespect to Greg Austin, but. His character was so repulsive. Total creep. <laughs> in this series, he was Travis, and he was basically a Nazi. I don't know if he was born into it. You don't really get a lot of his backstory, but he works for the Nazis, and he is a Nazi himself. I mean, exactly what you would think people like that actually look like, and he's disgusting. I know he's not really who he is, but... I, I mean, get, I, I will give Greg Austin credit in that he played the character really well. So well, I can't stand him in real life. Yeah, but the character of Travis in the show. Awful. Total creep. Yeah. Terrible. Like It's almost like they were trying to pull off like Hannibal Lecter vibes yeah. in some of his scenes. Yeah. And and he did it really well. But yeah, it just turns me off of the guy. Oh, I hope gosh. that he like gets some other movie or series and we see him do something really great, and it I'm takes our mind off of that. Rom-com. Ooh, that'd be good for him, honestly. Very soon. Otherwise, yeah. he's just, I can't ever. He's off your radar at that point. Yeah, yeah. we're done. Um, Dylan Baker is an also uh, another face you may recognize. He's done some random things here or there. He's not like your main A-list character, but uh, he is the Secretary of State under the Carter administration and also is secretly an undercover Nazi agent. And of course, like for him, I'm going to harp on this for 15 seconds. (laughs) Why does Hollywood think that Southerners all talk like we live in a trailer in Alabama and we've never been to middle school or high school? We don't talk like that. His Southern accent is so bad it's like I don't even know that you're trying to be Southern. I, I think I think it was probably done on purpose from a uh, from like a producer and director standpoint, as like you know, without giving away too many spoilers, he is a Nazi who came over from Germany and is trying to fit in as a Southerner. So, so he's maybe, trying to cover up. I think he's trying to cover accent. up. Uh, he's trying to cover up a German accent with an overtly Southern accent. 
I'm going to try and give the director's credit there as as to that's probably that- what's happening. But you're right. It's probably not. That's probably just his quote unquote southern accent. Oh my gosh, that's so bad. All right, that's my rant. The only person that's done, and the only person in Hollywood that's done a good southern accent is Reese Witherspoon. But that's because she's from she, here. I was about to say, she's southern. That doesn't count. But she's not really southern. Yeah, yeah. She lives yeah, here now. Yeah, she is now. So back to Honors. Like I said, you know, this is kind of longer episodes in this series and there's only 10 episodes so you really can binge it over a couple of days or it's definitely one it's kind of like your page turner mentality where you do want to keep watching it's not one where it's like eh you know weekly release and you're like oh yeah here's another one and I'll turn it on no it's like you actually do want to power through all of it because it's very interesting you're basically watching all of the stories of the individual hunters unfold throughout the series, which I think is very cool. And I think my favorite part of this series or favorite element that they brought in this series is the reenactments of the Holocaust mm-hmm. and those stories within the series where you're going back in those flashbacks and you're like, I don't know who that is or why they're showing that person or showing this mini story at the beginning of the show. And then you find out later mm-hmm you know, why they're showing it. And right. I loved that. You know, of course, I I don't know that much about the Holocaust. I mean, I know it's awful and I know all the, you know, as much as you could, I guess, because I haven't had that much time to go into the history of it. But watching the show, I'm like literally looking at you like, wow, did that really happen? Like, did they really like <laughs> cut off women's titties? That's awful. Yeah, and, and it is true. It, yeah, I mean, the Holocaust was was absolutely terrible. Probably the worst atrocity that humankind has done to each other. Um, and you know, it's funny they actually got into, and we could talk about this in the second part of the episode where we go into a little more spoilers. If you didn't listen to our Frozen episode, make sure to listen to that. Um, but going back to, they got into a lot of controversy for blending some historical stuff with a lot of fiction because some of the series is based on true events. Uh, There were groups of Nazi hunters after World War II in Europe and America. Uh, There were Nazis that came over to America. And, you know, there were a couple groups that called out Amazon for saying, hey, you're kind of blending fact and and fiction here and and it's a little difficult for people to tell. so, I mean, we, we can talk a little bit more about that later, but I like, I'm like you, I like the way they blended some flashbacks into the story and kept driving the story. Cause you're right. It is a lot of hours of television. It's like 11 hours total. And I thought all the storylines that they had and all the flashbacks kept that 11 hours feeling pretty swift. I mean, we watched this in two days or three, two, two, two days over a weekend. Um, and, and even though there were a lot of storylines, it didn't ever get bogged down in my opinion. No, you do have a little bit of like, you know, you watched your first two episodes where you're kind of like, all right, learning and absorbing as much as you can about where this series is going. And then you kind of have like, I think you do have a little bit of a lull mm-hmm. of like, what is going on? Are we going to keep watching them hunt and kill these people like this whole time? And then you get more towards the end of the series where you're like, oh, there's a bigger picture here. Right. Of what they're actually 
doing mm-hmm. and who the real enemy is. Right. Which I think is great as far as the series goes. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It it the story the storytelling throughout the whole series is great. And one thing that I thought was really interesting going back and watching the trailer and doing some recap prep for this show is when I rewatch kind of rewatch scenes, uh, there are a lot of Quentin Tarantino inspirations throughout the whole thing that I didn't pick up on right away. But it, if you go back and rewatch it, it really does kind of feel like a, a Quentin it Tarantino really series really rather than does. one of his movies. Uh, and I thought that was great from, uh, I'm sure this is Jordan Peele's influence because he's an executive producer on this. I just thought it was really interesting because that has never been done in a long format series. It's always been done in like a two or three hour movie. Right. Which, if you didn't know, because I didn't know until today who Jordan Peele is, he is executive producer on Hunters. And also, he was an actor, um, writer, producer, director, comedian, blah, blah, blah. What I did not know is that the meme of the guy looking to the side, it's an African-American male guy looking to the side and just, like, pouring sweat. Like, I'm talking, like, sweat just, like, streaming down his face. (laughs) That's him. Yeah, that's him. I didn't know that was him. Most people probably don't know that's him, which is hilarious because, you know, he got his start, in my mind... He got started on on Key and Peele on Comedy Central, which is where that's from. Right. And now he's gone on and done so much more. But he's probably most famous for being a a, a top 10 meme of all time. Yeah, which is (laughs) hilarious. I did not know that that was him, but I do now. So. Uh, Let's see. Going back to, or not necessarily going back, but one thing that I did want to talk about was that they did a really good job with music and sound effects throughout the series it was really really subtle and i think without giving too many spoilers away there's a part that revolves around choices and ringing and ringing in your ears and things like that and then throughout the series they keep using that ringing in your ears in very subtle ways and very key scenes that to me was just once again everything about this series felt really well thought out down to minor details like, hey, let's put in this small sound effect in this part of the scene to really build the tension and call back to something that we mentioned in two episodes ago. Right. That's exactly what I was going to say. It all it does is just amplifies the intensity of yeah. the series. And yes. Of series. I mean, if you're definitely wanting something like light to watch, this is definitely not a light, entertaining watch. No, but means. I do it's think... It's very serious watch. It's very serious, but I do think they did a good job of blending kind of these drama thriller and comedy aspects all into this because there are some kind of punchy one-liner jokes that make you laugh and break the tension but then you do go back to 45 minutes of killing nazis right and the chase and building this case and following clues and all these different you know thriller elements well don't forget the song too when they're at the which song? Uh, once like again, a there's a breakout song where it's like he and his friends, and it's just it's so. Oh, funny. that's right. They're on like and it's yeah. Like, they're on like this pier mm-hmm. at this Coney um, Island boardwalk. Boardwalk, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was just like they kind of added that element in, and I remember looking at you thinking, "Oh my gosh, I love this," mm-hmm. 
because it just like it was needed. I didn't yeah. know that I needed something like that in this but, moment, but it was actually really funny. And you know, you do have like some funnier characters too that are just there for, for comic relief. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's all they're there for. Brief moments, and that's all you get. Which I I actually liked it. Yeah, I did too. Once again, I, I go back to the music, and, and you're right, and I, I do remember that now. And, and I just think they it's interesting. You know, one thing we didn't hit on was the uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. You know, critics gave it a 64%. Viewers gave it a 67%, which I, I thought was a little low for this. And it's really funny because if you go on Google and look at Google's, like, five-star rankings, it's a 4.1 out of five-star right. based on, like, a thousand reviews so to me there seems to be like a big kind of gap between what's going on and i think different fans so i i mean personally i, I thought the rotten tomatoes was a little low but um, well i just thought the whole series tie, trying to tie this up in a bow i thought the whole thing was really well done i enjoyed the whole thing and sure. and to me you know six seven percent seems a little low yeah i'd say 64 percent is definitely low for the series yeah. i mean you have Al Pacino and you get to watch him all 10 episodes and that's definitely something to be set for mm -hmm. because he's great everybody loves him he's a legend he's a legend you know we've always loved watching him so that definitely is something that you look for in a series like this that maybe doesn't have the flash of an entire fire cast I mean we've watched stuff that has a fire cast and they totally blew it yeah so, which I won't even mention that other Netflix movie because I'm still mad at it. We're not going to talk about that. No. But but the point is, you know, yeah, you're right. 64% is low for this. But as far as my rating goes, I'm giving this one a 3.5. Okay. Why? So the 3.5 is for, I just wish that there was a little bit more of, it it came it's so hard for me to do this without giving away spoilers i won't do it i swear all my life i won't give away a spoiler so it's hard for me because i kind of saw where it was going in mm -hmm. different moments throughout the series which kind of felt predictable mm -hmm. but then i also you know you have these characters like greg austin's character and Dylan Baker's character, I'm like, am I just watching a Law & Order SVO crossover right now with some, <laughs> like, screwed up white guy that's, like, going around and assaulting women or something? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, first of all, that's the best description of Greg Austin's character right there is some sick white man <laughs> that you would find on Law & Order SVU and towards the end of the show, before he actually gets convicted... Uh, Mariska Hargaday is coming up to him and saying, you're going to be really popular in prison. <laughs> That's literally what his character is to me. That's yeah. all I'm thinking when I think about his character. But, you know, it, it's just something like that. And then it's just like things I thought were just dead giveaways. I'm like, why did you do that? It just gave away this huge ending twist, mm -hmm. which we won't discuss. We're so not going to discuss it. It kind of, there was a little bit of predictability. Mm-hmm. And I like to be shocked. The only guy that shocks me is M. Not Shyamalan. He shocks everybody. Doesn't matter what. Doesn't matter what say. you think is going to happen. He's going to throw a curveball. But at as you. far as like the build up to all that, you know, the storyline, the history, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's why I gave it a, above a three. Yeah. Because I was definitely entertained. I definitely is a page turner, mm-hmm. episode turner, if you will. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I knocked my score down because length of episode was is pretty long. Um, it's not approved for a season two yet. And I, I just didn't like the predictability that I ended up having. Yeah. Um, Which I also have a lot of predictability, like, skill. You're, Anyways, you're really good I'm at guessing really twists. I'm actually good at guessing twists. Mm-hmm. And I try not to say it in movies because my mother says it in every <laughs> movie and every thing we watch. Oh, they're the one that did it. Yeah, it's them. You know, and you're just like, why? <laughs> and I guess I just grew up in that, so I know. So, like, I really can't watch Law & Order anymore. <laughs> because I know what y'all, I, I just know it already. I know how it ends. So, that's my score. What is yours? I give this a four. Now, I'm biased. Uh, I love World War II. I love history stuff. Thanks to my grandfathers, they were both history buffs. So when we started watching this, I got a little more just entertained and a little less critical, which is probably why I didn't see some of the twists coming. You kind of called it out literally like right before it happened, or I guess the episode before the big twist happened. And I was like, no, no way. That's not going to happen. I think because I was just too caught up in the story rather than being a little more critical. But I do give it a four because of a few things. I thought the cast was fantastic. I thought for as many storylines as Hunters had going on between killing Nazis, CIA cover-ups, plots against America, everything moved pretty swiftly. There wasn't a ton of character development. I mean, you got character development from your main characters, your main two or three people. But outside of that, a lot of people kind of felt like you just kind of got washed over. Yeah. So I do take that away from it. I think Al Pacino, this is not like, he's not going to go down in the Hall of Fame for this, but I do think he did a great job of essentially kind of playing an old Jewish Batman and assembling a team <laughs> to, to put together a, a team to hunt Nazis. So I, I thought his performance was great. I thought the rest of the cast did a great job. The episodes were a little bit long because, you know, they don't do a very good job of telling you it's 90 minutes out the gate. And we like you already mentioned it, but like we were sitting there going, oh, my gosh, what the heck is going on? Because we thought it was going to be like 45 minutes. Yeah, I think they could have done a little bit over the 45 minute episode, but for each of them, I mean, some of them were 60 plus minutes. Yeah. But like I said, I, I give it a four. I have a little bias towards this. This is very much in my my genre. And I really liked what Jordan Peele did with this. So that's why I give it a four. Good to know. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. We hope you like what we had to say about Hunters streaming the full season on Amazon Prime now. If you could, leave me a review. Rate us on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere you find me. Follow me on Instagram, Who What Watch Podcast. Facebook.com slash streamability. And we're on Twitter at Who What Watch Pod. Come and interact with us on there. I need a sticky note. <laughs> That's what I'm like, here for. Yeah, I need a sticky note. You all know how to find me. Just find me. Just Google us. We've got we've got good web people to, to help you find us. Right. Go on my website. Shoot me an email if there's something you would like for me to watch before you. Or if you have some thoughts that you also want to share with me. I'm all about conversation. Especially if you have some criticism or... Um, th- areas that I can improve on for this podcast, shoot me a DM. I check those every single day. And 
check my email too. So you can email me at info at whowhatwatch.com. So listen, we're about to go into the spoilers. Turn it off if you don't want spoilers. <laughs> spoiler gang. Naughty little spoiler gang. I'm going to give you like 10 seconds to turn it off. We don't want to ruin some of this for you. Yeah. And then I'm going in to some going, hardcore spoilers. Yes. We're going heavy. Right. All right. Spoiler time. Let's go. Okay, listen, it's going to really upset you when I tell you this, but I knew like episode three that Al Pacino was a Nazi. <laughs> like I knew it. You knew he was being weird about it. And then he like kills people before they admit who they are. So essentially this whole, this whole Nazi hunting business, they're here hiding. Yes. Okay. They're so, here, like hiding. Let's they back up a second. Know who they were? Yeah. Oh. Let's. So you number one called it episode three. Al Pacino is in fact a Nazi, but all the Nazis are hiding here because we brought them over. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's something that you mentioned. You weren't fully aware of that the U.S. government brought over Nazi scientists to basically help us win the we space see race. You all Disney. Yeah. <laughs> But that Operation Paperclip, importing German Nazis, scientists, 100% happened. And I'm kind of glad the series brought this to light because I remember like reading about this in a history book. But how many people in America had no idea that this happened? How many people still love Snow White? <laughs> I don't think Disney or I don't think uh, Nazi had anything to do with Snow White, but they definitely had some. It was Hitler's favorite movie. And it was Hitler's favorite movie because, you know, Hitler was weird, though. He was definitely weird. He was off his rocker. Well, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. But I'm sure there was a reason behind that. But yeah, Al Pacino being the Nazi he was trying to hunt down. Right. I thought was a great twist, even though you said it was highly predictable. But It was he, so predictable because, and which the things they didn't have to do. It's like they were just like seeing if you would figure it out, which I did. It was super easy. Mm -hmm. But it was like... I thought it was interesting, you know, seeing the development of his relationship with the boy. I can't remember that guy's name. Jonah? Logan Lerman. What's his he name? He plays in the show? Jonah. Jonah. Okay. Named yeah. Jonah. So seeing the development of that relationship and you're like, oh, like, why else would he take him in? That must be his grandfather. Yeah. No. He's, Unless, which I mean, at some point I thought, okay, well, he's definitely has something to do with Jonah's family history. And I thought, okay, well, many Nazi women were raped right. by Nazis. So mm -hmm. I thought, okay, well, what if his parent was a product of a rape or something like that? But then it was like, it just became so obvious. Like, you know, the whole point of their Nazi hunting was getting them to admit who they were and what mm -hmm. they did and then killing them for it. Right. Right? Mm hmm Which one person, he, they could not get, no matter how much horse shit they fed this woman. Literally, literally they made her eat horse, horse shit. shit. It was gag-worthy of a moment. And, like, she wouldn't admit who she was, so he just went out and killed her because she recognized him. Right. And that was, that was the moment that should have, that you figured it out for sure. I was 
was like, oh, yeah, she recognized me. I literally yeah. said that in that episode, too. I was like, she recognized him because he was a Nazi, too. And I was like, no, no, no. Once again, I was way too into the show just enjoying it. And I was like, no, that can't be real. But no, you called it. Yeah. I mean, it was just, like, so played out. You know, of course, you have, like... I love the, like, sexism, too, of... Uh, I cannot keep these actors' names straight. Dylan Baker... It was totally sexist. I want to talk to your general. Yeah. To Lena Olin's character. Who, who plays. Actually she, was. The she general. was the leader of the Nazis in the show. In, right. Leader of the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And Dylan Baker's character was under her. And he's like, I want to talk to the man. The man above you. And she's like, okay, I'll see what I can do. Sport. Yeah. And yeah. there is no man above her. Which is very interesting to think. Because Nazis were very much. They weren't anti-women, but they were definitely like women in their places. Right. And that's that's one People. thing that I thought was interesting from the show is I was like, okay, there's something going on here that they would put this woman in a position of power that she normally, like historically, would not have been in. Right. I thought that was really odd. And then biggest twist at the end, it turns out she's actually not the man in charge. The very last scene, you find out Hitler's still alive. Right. Um, alive and well in Argentina. Right, which is everybody's conspiracy theory is that that bastard ran off to Argentina. If there is one conspiracy theory out there that I, I wish was true, I wish that is it. I wish he's still alive and I wish we could catch him. But the odds are he's not. No. He's um, but no, that was a, a big conspiracy theory for the longest time. that Because it is true that a bunch of Nazis ran off to South America and, sure. and have made this basically German settlement in the middle of Argentina. So everybody thought, of course, Hitler escaped with them. Right. Uh, um, so I, I thought I really, that was a great twist at the end. It was kind of predictable, but I thought it was really good that you see that he's still alive. And, and I feel like that's going to be a plot point in like the third season, maybe not the second season. Has it been approved? I don't think so. I don't think it's been approved for another season. I think the problem is like it released about, three weeks before coronavirus hit everywhere and everything has been shut down because of that. And now that's all everybody's talking about. Right. I do think it will probably watch. It'll probably get a second season and you know, they're going off to Europe to chase the rest of the Nazis over there. I think Mm -hmm. that'll be the bulk of the second season. And then season three, you're going to come back and, and that'll probably be the end and they'll have a come up and hunt down Hitler. And I think that's how the story's going to end. Yeah. I could totally see that where they actually get that far. To Argentina. Um, I also really didn't give a damn about the nun who is played by Kate Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. Mulvaney. Mm-hmm. I really didn't give a bit damn about her storyline. I, I yeah, don't know I didn't. why I didn't care, but I just didn't care. I was like, cool, she's going to betray him. Oh, wait, no, she's not going to betray him. Like, what's, are you betraying him or not? Please choose. Because it would have been cool if she was like, Triple crossing, which we predicted at some point. And it's still it's still in play. You know, she had that weird conversation at yeah. the end with somebody with another female on a payphone. So it's still in play that she could double or triple cross. But see here's the thing though, you also have to think is, okay, here she is, like she's obviously a part of hunting and killing Nazis. Could it, yeah. And if she is working with the Nazis, what they're probably doing using her for is making sure all their loose ends are tied up. Could be. Killing off all their I don't think she's working for the Nazis per se, but she's definitely working for somebody else. True. Whether it's still MI6, because she was part of MI6 before she became a hunter, 
or I don't I don't know who else she could be working for. So yeah, I'm sure we'll find out in episode two. That's probably the reason that she suggested, hey, let's go to Europe. Because she's either working for MI6 or you're right. She's working for the Nazis to clean up some loose ends. Yeah, I'm thinking she's just cleaning up loose ends for them. That'd be a better storyline. So. I know. You're welcome. We'll see. Again, so that was like a, a big criticism. It's just so, like, it just became predictable. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's just like me. I'm hard to please on some of those. Some <laughs> those. I, I really am. So, another thing I loved about one of my favorite episodes is the bank episode where, you know, you start with this story during the Holocaust that occurred. It's a Jewish man and woman. They're in love. They try to escape and he has this ring that he does whatever it takes to keep with him because it was his mother's ring. And, you know, towards the end of their little story, he tries to give her the ring as they're trying to escape Obviously, he dies, and the Nazis keep the ring. Right. That's the beginning of the show. And then you find out that, like, there's this Nazi bank. Also another, like, based on true event. Yeah, a Nazi bank, because, you know, Hitler had an issue with mm-hmm. Jewish and yeah. people and money. Well, they go into this bank, and, like, this was just, like, the heaviest part for me, is you see... In the bank, they break in, they go onto the vault where all of this Jewish jewelry, um, art, art, anything valuable, things, anything valuable that Jewish people had that was just taken from them. Oh my gosh, it's just the heaviest part. And he like wants to take it with him, but he, he doesn't. And it's just, ugh. It's so hurtful. It's so hard to look at. It's It's, hard to look at. It's a heavy part. And once again, because it actually happened, it's even that much worse that, you know, Nazis get all, you know, Nazis take a lot of the heat for World War II. But people forget about all the people that worked with the Nazis, like the Swiss banks that that let the Nazis keep all the stolen Jewish goods and all the stolen Jewish money and gold in their banks. And, you know, it kind of gets glossed over in history. Oh, the Swiss, they just make watches and... They're good with money and and banks, but yeah, there's a dark side to a lot of history. Yeah. Including Swiss banking. (laughs) Swiss banking. Say what you want about the Swiss and their mama. I still love their cheese. Everybody does. (laughs) So that is all I have left for you. All my listeners, my fellow stream critics, thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Please rate me on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find my podcast. Rate me, comment. Um, please follow me on Instagram, Who Would Watch Podcast, Facebook.com slash streamability, Twitter, Who Would Watch Pod. Drop me a line. Let me know what you thought of Hunters or what you thought of my podcast, how I can improve, how we can do better for you. And if there's something that you would like for me to watch too, you can shoot me an email, info at whowhatwatch.com. Thanks for listening.